Good Monday morning. It's a new week and a new Effectively Wild. This is episode 19 of the BP Daily Podcast in New York. I'm Ben Lindbergh in California. He's Sam Miller. Sam, on Friday you talked about Eric Chavez and how good he's been, and and now Eric Chavez has a stiff back and hasn't played all weekend, so you, you broke him. He had a sterling health record for 34 years before I got involved. Yeah. So whose successful season would you like to jinx now? I actually, uh, my topic tonight is um, sort of abstract, and it's just playoff odds. Okay, so no one will be harmed by your topic today. Uh, my topic is CC Sabathia. All right, great. Yeah. Um, why don't you start? Your topic is better. <laughs> okay. Uh, so CC Sabathia has an arm problem, which is not really something that we've ever been able to say about CC Sabathia before. Uh, he has been, of course, famously durable. He's pitched around 250 innings, usually more than 250 when you count playoff innings uh, for the past several years. And now he is not going to get there this year because he has already spent some time on the DL with a groin strain. Now he's going back on the DL with elbow stiffness. And uh, it was one of those deals where he he felt his elbow stiffen up after, a, I think, a complete game start against the Mariners. Uh, felt that he could pitch through it. And this, this soreness sort of subsided between starts. And then he made another start. Uh, but he kind of felt it throughout that start and after that start, and and according to him, his wife forced him to tell somebody. So the MRI came back negative. It sounds like there's no structural damage, but at the same time, we have talked in a couple episodes about how scary the phantom elbow stiffness uh, injury is. So, of course, he has signed uh, for another four years, and really five because his vesting option will probably vest for 2017 at quite a bit of money each of those years. So in the long term, of course, uh, as scary as he says it is for him, it must be equally scary for the Yankees. And in the short term, I would think that's also the case in that without Sabathia, their playoff rotation right now is basically Hiroki Kuroda and then you know, a bunch of guys with a lot of question marks or, or or who aren't so much questions so much as they are just not very good. Um, Andy Pettit is expected to be back in mid-September, so even if that happens, he'd only have a few starts before the playoffs, and then there are guys like uh, Freddie Garcia and Ivan Nova and Phil Hughes in the mix, none of whom I think would, would probably pass our playoff starter test. Um so I guess, I don't know, how much would you be worried if you're the Yankees both short and long term? Uh, I guess the way that it's being described, I wouldn't be super worried about the long term. Um, I, even in the best of circumstances, I wouldn't have enough knowledge to actually uh, say anything um, useful on the topic. Mm-hmm. And this is not the best of circumstances, but um, it really does sound like... Um, this is uh, a little bit more cautious than um, than reactionary, and um, Sabathia seems to be 
disappointed by it, uh, not not by the pain, but by the fact that they're taking it as seriously as they are. I wonder if he regrets marrying that woman. <laughs> um, and uh, so I don't know. I guess normally anytime I hear um, an elbow starts aching, I, you just start the clock until uh, Tommy John. Um, but Sabathia is um, – he's old enough and this doesn't quite sound like it has reached the level where um, doom seems imminent. Um but if it does, then you're right. They have um, Kuroda is the only guy who passes. I think passes our test, and even Kuroda isn't. Um, I mean, Kuroda's nice. I really like Kuroda a lot. But um, the Yankees at this point might be the only playoff team that would be starting him in the first game um, if the playoffs were to start today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it, it's true. It doesn't sound too worrisome now, but it often does start like this. Um, when it does become worrisome, which isn't to say that this will. But, I mean, the first time I heard about it, it was just a little soreness and and nothing serious. And then and he wasn't expected to go on the DL. Now he is on the DL. Um, and he's kind of had this aura of invincibility around him because of how heavy his workloads have been over the last five seasons or so without any disabled list appearance for any ailment of any kind you said heavy (laughs) um and i don't know it just kind of it's funny how quickly that sense that he's this guy who just can never get hurt and can pitch an unlimited number of innings and and you hear oh he's such an athlete and he's he's got a rubber arm and all that sort of thing and it's true obviously it has been true Um, but one arm ailment and suddenly it just seems so much shakier. Uh, Well, can you, can you refresh my memory? You wrote uh, about a month or so ago about pitchers who had shown tremendous durability. And one of the questions that I know that you had, and I think that you spoke about with, uh, your amazing, awesome expert, um, was whether, uh, this has, forecastable value whether a guy who has gone eight years without a stint on the dl is less likely to uh, be on the dl in the next year or significantly less likely do you recall if you got an answer to that that was satisfactory yeah it definitely does uh it i mean it seemed like one of the things that you want to look at is a, a guy's track record and that certainly for at least for certain kind of injuries if it's uh if it's more of a freak injury, then maybe it wouldn't be so predictive. But, but it, it, I mean, the people I spoke to definitely said that one of the first things that a, a team looks at when it's gauging whether a guy will get hurt, along with his mechanics and his stuff, how hard he throws and what pitches he throws and what his conditioning is like and his, his body, uh, just as important as any of that stuff, it seems, once a guy has been around for a while, is whether he has been able to stay healthy, and of course Sabathia has. So uh, that is definitely a, a big point in his favor. And now I said big. <laughs> uh, you did. I was actually listening too, and I, I missed. <laughs> I was I was listening for that, and I missed it. Um, but um, it's uh, to just hijack it into the very large picture, uh, real quick. 
Um, that was a deal that I think a lot of people at the time thought was uh, potentially going to go bad because he's such a large guy and nobody quite knew how the largeness was going to age. And um, while the elbow certainly introduces some um, question into his future, perhaps, uh, the size really has not been an issue at all. And Sabathia has been incredibly durable for the Yankees. He hasn't uh, quite reached the uh, the peaks that he reached in the second half of his free agent walk year, which uh, obviously no pitcher uh, really could be expected to. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been a very good sign for them so far. And um, even with the reworking of his contract, I think that um, uh, it's a, a relationship that's gone well. Yes, it certainly has so far. So what would you like to say about playoff odds? Um, well, you've heard me mention this uh, in uh, our emails before, but um, the Giants today were, uh, according to our playoff odds, were 70% likely to make the postseason, and the Angels were 64% likely, um, which means that they are roughly in the same um, in the same boat, right? Um, by those numbers, but of course uh, they're not anywhere close to the same boat. Of the Giants, 70% uh, odds, uh, 68% are to win the division, whereas the Angels, um, 64% includes a 60% of that to win the wild card. Mm-hmm. And the wild card is no playoff at all, as far as I'm concerned. It is a uh, entry, a, put, a potential entry into the playoffs, but uh, in my mind, you just have to chop that in half. So if you were to do that, you would find that the Giants and the Angels are actually um, on. Uh, very f- uh, different trajectories toward October right now. The Angels would be at about 30%, 33%, 35%, and the Giants would be about 70% still. So um, while that doesn't seem to matter to anybody because these playoff odds are just a thing on a website, um, I do wonder um, how much... Uh, I guess what I wonder is how the league and how the sport will adapt to the dual wild card uh, setup and whether the um, wild card entry will be seen as a valuable thing uh, in the future, which mm-hmm. um, if it's uh, the sort of thing that you trade at the trade deadline, if you're in wild card contention, or if that coin flip game is simply too unvaluable, too uh too diluted in value to to really uh, put at the same level as postseason birth, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people who didn't really like the idea of adding another playoff team in this new format did like the new format in that it, it makes winning the division uh, much more valuable. And I think, I think maybe once we see it happen once, um, people will adjust more to the idea that the new wild card is not the old wild card, um, and that I mean, in in the past, when you won a wild card, you were essentially on an even footing, or or just about, with a team that did win a division. Um, whereas now, you're right, it's 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 not it's a 50-50 shot, if that, uh, that you'll advance past that playoff game. So I think there's definitely some risk in 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 valuing that uh, as you would have the old wild card and and trading for a a rental player and giving up something for the future for what 
ultimately might prove to be one game. I guess um, I guess we don't know yet. Because I mean, one of the the nice things about making the playoffs is that I mean, obviously the nice thing is that you can win the World Series. But even if you don't win the World Series, there's a a significant boost that comes from winning the playoffs in terms of uh, the revenue from the extra games you play and the revenue in in following seasons because there's a there's like a, a playoff boost. Uh, people want to come to see a team that just made the playoffs. So I don't know that any of those things apply to a team that plays one playoff game and goes home. Um, I mean, it might not even be a home game, so you might not get any extra attendance from that and there might be no carryover from it the following season. So, uh, so I mean, it's certainly a different animal. Yeah, and I think that my point is um, that we don't know yet and that this is going to be something that um, is actually really s- sort of surprisingly hard to forecast how teams are going to relate to this uh, entry. And I was uh, trying to th- sort of think about the trade deadline this year and um, and I don't know if I can draw any conclusions from it. I mean, there are there are certainly there are teams like the Angels whose um, whose odds are heavily tilted toward the wild card that they are four, five, six, seven games out of the division, and that it's not really really realistic to think that they're going to make a, a great division charge. And I think I'm not sure about this, but I think that those teams tended to not do much this year. Um, the Rays didn't do really anything um, mm-hmm. except for adding Ryan Roberts. Um, the And it's always hard to say because, like, the Orioles didn't really do anything, but they were trying to. So I don't know if that tells us – I don't know which lesson to draw from that. Um, but the A's didn't really do anything. They're really a wild-card team. Cardinals. The, the, exactly. The Cardinals didn't do anything. They're a wild card team. And you look at the teams that did do a lot, and it's the Giants and the Dodgers, who are both really fighting for the, divi- the division and not the wild card. Neither really has any chance of winning the wild card. Um, and the Pirates, who I think are somewhat a special circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Angels, who I think could really grow to regret um, trading as much as they did for Granky if it doesn't work out or if they do win the wild card and they lose um you know that one game playoff and so i think there are always unintended consequences to these things that we maybe not unintended so much as unforeseen um i imagine that when the wild card format began in 1994 uh i imagine that there was probably an expectation that teams would treat a division still as a significantly or at least a somewhat more valuable spot than the wild card because mm-hmm. you have the home field in the first three games and you don't have to face the harder team in the first round um and really it turned out that teams didn't draw a distinction at all and by um i would say the end of the last decade you could see especially in the AL East, it was uh, a non-issue in September. So it'll be interesting just, f- I think, going forward, particularly this year, but next year as well and, and into the future, uh, to see whether uh, this wild card thing, um, well, to just see what it becomes. Yeah, I wonder if the fan expectation is really any different or whether whether a fan would be uh, amenable to the idea that it's not worth pursuing a wild card or 
or not worth pursuing it to the extent that you would have before, um, just based on the fact that it's it's not really a playoff spot so much as it is a, a chance at a playoff spot. Uh, I mean, fans really just want their teams to make the playoffs. Um, and so I wonder if there would be, I mean, part of the decision of being a buyer or seller is is a PR decision and uh, and based on on what your fan base expects or what you think would upset them. I don't know that that's the, uh, the major factor, but it's a factor. Uh, and I wonder whether, whether people would be willing to see their team kind of lay back and, and not go after it because that wild card is not the old wild card. I guess maybe that's something where the expectations could change after people see their teams play that 163rd game and go home for a few years mm-hmm. yeah so that has been episode 19 we will be back tomorrow and for three days after that and uh and we look forward to speaking to each other while you listen again <laughs>